GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and full disclosure, we had a little break that we took. <laughs> I like, how you're, I like how you're saying this up front. Yeah, we had a little break that we took a little while ago. I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, on social media, I had posted it had to do with a pipe that burst in my basement. But I, I wanted to confess here, I uh, actually had to go get Joe from a, a Tibetan monastery. He had left, and I had a real hard time. I had to convince him to come back. He was peaceful, and I felt bad about bringing him back into the fold, but... His country needed him, and uh, he graciously accepted to come back. So thank you, Hovercraft Joe, for being a service to this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's not where I thought you were going at all. Um, but that was that was quite an intro. Um, I'm curious as to where you thought I was going with that. I thought you were going to mention that uh, we, we had our break uh, and that uh, I, I was doing the math in my head that I actually watched this movie mm, six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is that. In preparation for the podcast, yeah, and I didn't go back and watch it again. I have my notes, so this could be this could be fun because I I might not remember why I wrote some of them, but yeah, because I watched it first, mm-hmm. and then I then I watched most of Lethal Weapon three, yeah, and then we didn't record for three weeks, yep, and then we recorded, and then it was two weeks, and now we're doing it. So yeah, it's been a while. Like I. This is going to be an episode, I'm telling you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so get good, ready. Buckle in. Good luck. Uh, I, I hope Rainbow 3 is not your favorite movie out there because we're probably <laughs> not going to do it justice, guys. I, I, try, I tried to get um, well, I tried to get Tush on this or, or the episode we're recording next, like no. last minute, but he uh, he turned us down. No. All right. Fair, uh, enough. Fair enough. Okay. So we are here to talk about Rainbow 3. We're in the month-ish of the threequel. It's still going on. Uh, this movie is released on May 25th, 1988. Uh, as far as backgrounds of this movie, I'd never seen it before. Um, uh, I knew it was a thing. Uh, I knew he was in Afghanistan in the movie. That was about it. And then I watched it on uh, HBO Max. What about you? Uh, I had seen little bits and pieces here and there. And by little bits and pieces, I mean literally like maybe a minute or two at a time. Um, I've never seen this whole thing all the way through. I, In fact, I probably had only seen maybe 10% of the movie, like just from you know seeing it on TV and flipping through and stuff. Um, I did, however, appreciate, in, in, in hindsight, I appreciated the uh, recap that Dave gave us in the car one day of all of the Rambo movies. And <laughs> as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Tush <laughs> did actually tell us all about this movie. Yeah, so, if, if you're familiar with the uh, the episode where Dave explains all the Mad Max movies, that's something he would 
do in the car like on trips he would just explain and, and he did kind of the same thing but he explained all the rambo movies to us once so yeah it was it was entertaining our my wife did not find it terribly entertaining <laughs> jody's wife did not find it terribly entertaining but you know we did yeah we did we did so uh okay so uh numbers this movie has a budget of 65 million dollars uh, and I couldn't find like a separated. I only found that it grossed fifty three million dollars, like worldwide. So I don't know. Like usually they have it separated, so I couldn't find. Well, I did find actually. I I found that out. Um, believe it or not, I just kind of ran across it. Uh, it. So at the time, this was the most expensive movie ever made. Yikes! Yeah, at the time this movie came out, um, it made fifty five million here in the United States, but then went on to make another hundred five million overseas. Okay. Okay, so it made a little bit of money, but oh yeah, it made its money back pretty. Handy. I wonder how much of that budget was for Stallone because you see they say that yeah. one of the things he asked for was a Gulfstream jet, yeah. that, like a twelve million dollar Gulfstream jet, and he got that as part of his pay. I wonder how much of that sixty five million was just paying him for this movie. Oh, I'm sure a lot of it. Plus, he was uh, a producer on it as well, so he got producer credit. He wrote part of it. Uh, he he you know, under the radar directed part of it. Uh, <laughs> this was, this was him. This movie was him all over the place. It kind of seems like it's the, the standard, uh, you know, uh, par for the course for most Stallone movies. You talk about yeah. that. He was like writing it and directing it and didn't like the director and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what it seems like. I it, And you know, I get it. If you look at how he's sort of become famous he wrote Rambo, or he wrote Rocky, uh, directed Rocky, starred in Rocky. You know, yeah. he's he's always been a writer, director, actor, and he, I just don't think he. I think he's kind of a control freak and can't give it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes on this is forty-one percent, below fifty percent, but much higher than the nine percent that Beverly Hills Cop Three uh, yeah. got. If you're playing the home game. Um, and the audience score is forty five percent, so pretty in line. Yeah. Again, who knows how the audience score is tabulated? I sure don't. Uh, top grossing movies of nineteen eighty eight. Uh, number one is Rain Man. Uh, number two is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and number three is Coming to America. And I was like, man, have we done any movies from nineteen eighty eight? We have. Yeah, we this have. movie, this movie, Rambo three, comes in sixteenth in the domestic box office. Other movies covered on this very podcast are number seven, Die Hard, number fourteen, Willow, and number forty nine, Action Jackson. Yep. I'm- remember when he remember when he drives that car inside the house in yes. Action Jackson? <laughs> okay, I was killed, just and, about and, that. And, oh, well, does he? He runs into Coach, doesn't? No, he doesn't run into Coach. He, comes he has close. a fight with yeah, yeah. with Craig T. Nelson. But, but anyway, um, sorry, you were going to say something. I'm like, like looking at the top movies. I'm really surprised that Who Framed Roger Rabbit wasn't number one, and that Rain Man was number one. Well. Yeah, it, it could be different depending on you. Like, I always check uh, domestic, and I always check in-year release. Yeah. Um, so that's just how I check the numbers when I do top-grossing movies. But yeah, that that was kind of surprising to me as well. But because I, I, I think Roger Rabbit was a was a holiday release. I've never even seen Rain Man. If you want the truth, so yeah, it's good. It's not a bad movie at all. I don't think it's better than Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but obviously they're totally different movies. It's true. Um, as far as net worth, uh, believe it or not, I only have one for you. 
you and don't it's, say. And it's good old Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet hmm, cliffhanger money. I don't know. He's got that sweet, sweet escape plan two money. <laughs> Sorry, Dave Batista. Um, six hundred fifty million. Nope. Oh, uh, after all the times we've done it, I would like to someone someone at the Discord tell us how many uh, Sylvester Stallone movies you've done. It's a lot. He has four hundred million dollars. All right. Well, you know, whatever. I'll get it eventually. You weren't even close. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> This movie is directed by Peter McDonald. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and it's written by David Morell, Sylvester Stallone, and Sheldon Lidditch, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't care about the music. Uh, I'm trying to abolish it from the uh, uh-uh, podcast. Dude, it's, 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 first of all, it's Jerry Goldsmith who yeah. did music. So, yeah. you know, big time composer. But... Yeah, the music's fine. Yeah. I think what I mean by I'm going to abolish it from the podcast is I'm just going to start stop researching it or looking it up, so you're going to have to be responsible for it if you want to talk about it. That's No, that's fair. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, okay. Now, as far as the, the, the screenwriter goes, Sheldon Lettich, mm. uh, what's interesting about him is he was, of course, the writer and director of the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Lionheart. It's not the best, though. No, it is. It, it totally is. You know what's weird? Uh, this is unrelated. If you look up, if you click on Jerry Goldsmith's uh, IMDb page, yeah, th- he's. I mean, he's done music for so many things that we've uh, covered, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What it says, known for Star Trek: First Contact, Congo, and L.A. Confidential. Those. Are, that's like of all the Star Trek ones, that's what they put in there. That's what it First says. First Contact. That's what it says he's known for, like at the very top, without uh, clicking on anything else. So, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Oh, you know what, um, man? Talk about not doing. Talk about the podcast. Uh, we forgot to actually before we did networks talk about the top cast in this movie, uh, which is Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Um, the guy that plays Troutman, Richard Richard Krenna, Krenna R.I.P. Uh, and the only other person I noticed in this movie was Kurtwood Smith mm-hmm. um, as Griggs. Who's barely uh, in it. Yeah, he has like that one scene maybe or two scenes. That's it. Yeah. I guess he had a much larger part and it was cut. Is this before or after he got like hit by that car in a uh, RoboCop? He didn't get hit by the car in RoboCop. He's in RoboCop though, right? Yeah, but he didn't get hit by the car. Oh. Didn't he get like toxic waste on him or no? No, that's the other guy. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> no, that's the other guy. Go back and watch tell, RoboCop. Tell it to the statue downtown. I don't know. Um, I don't need to. The statue knows. <laughs> okay. So that anybody else that you want to mention in this movie? No. I don't know. No. no. There's nobody <laughs> in this movie. There's honestly, there's like, there might be four people in this entire movie that have lines, uh, maybe five, and then everyone else. Look, I'm not saying this to be racist or anything, but they literally all look the same. Like, they all have the same costumes on, the same accessories, the same everything. Like, you, from, from the Russian soldiers to the, to, the, to the rebel fighters, 
Everyone looks the same in this movie. There is there, no there, discernible people in this movie whatsoever. And there's also, uh, and, and they mentioned this in the in the kind of the trivia. There's also basically zero women in this yeah. movie. There are no main characters that are women, and there's very few women at all in this movie. Yeah, it's so. it's so strange. Like this is a it's a weird movie to watch. Like if you're cool with just seeing Sylvester Stallone, Richard Crenna, and uh, the guy that plays the Colonel. And um, the guy that plays the leader of the rebels. If you're cool yeah. with just having four main characters in a movie that has probably 300 extras at any given time, enjoy. And I, I, obviously, if we had recorded this episode sooner than uh, you know the six weeks ago I watched it, I probably could have made this connection more. But while I was watching this movie, I, I kept thinking to myself, "Is like, man." The bones of the plot structure of this movie are very, very similar to the second Rambo movie. Like, it almost has, like, the same, like, basic idea behind it. Like, it's tweaked a little bit. A little bit, But yeah. essentially, it's, like, the same thing. Like, he has to go somewhere to save someone, and, like, it goes bad at first, and then he has to go back in and do it again, and then they're hunting him afterwards. Huh? And yep. I, The so difference, though, is, like, in the second movie he sent on a mission just for reconnaissance. Well, that's true, yeah. Right, and then he decides to kind of go rogue and, and rescue the the, PO, the POW. I said basics. Right, right, but no, but you're not wrong. And then, <laughs> and, and honestly, a lot of the movies, like, I think... Well, even the fourth one the is fourth kind one of is like... basically this. fourth one is basically the same. He doesn't want to help the people, right. and then he ends up having to go and help the people. Yep. Which, by the way, we should do the fourth one soon, because I do love... I Love the fourth that one. one's the fourth I think one is, that one's probably my second favorite. Yeah, the fourth one is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, taglines for Rambo 3. Uh, here are your two taglines God would have mercy, John Rambo won't. Yep. And then the next one the first was for himself, the second for his country. This time, it's to save a friend. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's basically the plot of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it like gets really exciting, and then it kind of like yeah, it's for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I don't know what the the fourth one. It's to save some missionaries. <laughs> yeah. And he rips the guy's throat out with his hands. Yep. You ever seen the fifth Rambo? I Last have not. One? I have not seen it. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Although there's one part where he basically uh, rips a guy's collarbone out of his uh, body, which is disturbing and kind of crazy. But yeah. other than that, it's it's not you great. I think I'm good with not seeing it. <laughs> well, we might do it on the podcast at some point. Yeah, that's, um, that's fine. Okay. Uh, anything else that you want to mention before we get into the plot of this movie, which again, it's going to be kind of an adventure because it's the first time I've looked at my notes in over a month. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe we should bring up the fact that, um, they really kind of <laughs> burned through directors and cinematographers within the first two weeks of this movie. Um, so like, <clears throat> So, so the first director was uh, Russell Mulcahy, who directed uh, Highlander, the first Highlander movie. Uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone didn't like anything that Russell Mulcahy was doing and fired him <laughs> within two weeks. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first, the first um, 
cinematographer they had ended up having like weird chest pains and some kind of like lung infection. So he had to drop out. The second guy they hired was the guy that Russell McKay he wanted. And then when Russell McKay he left, that cinematographer left. And then the third cinematographer that came in was like, eh, I don't think I want to be the cinematographer. Went back to being the second unit director and some some camera operator ended up being the cinematographer for it. <laughs> it was bananas. Nice. Yep. Again, part uh, of the course for a Sylvester Stallone movie. I thought you were going to say that we should address before we get into the plot that essentially looking back at it now, this whole movie is about Rambo helping the Taliban. <laughs> well, I was going to get to that too. <laughs> okay. Um, you can and, save and it for not, when you... And it's not entirely accurate, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you want to talk about it, uh, it but it's not a hundred percent inaccurate. It's not a hundred percent inaccurate. No, no. I, I guess so. The overall arc of the movie is uh, at the time that this movie, so the time frame of this movie, the the middle to late eighties, Afghanistan was uh, was being invaded by the Soviet Union. So there was the Soviet Afghan War. Uh, the Afghanistan rebels were supplied were supplied with weapons, Stinger missiles in particular, and other weapons by the U.S. government. Um, eventually, driving the Russians back. Uh, there is a group of extremists within the rebels that eventually became the Taliban. Okay, and and the, the weapons that the U.S. had supplied to them. They confiscated and used them against U.S. soldiers in the uh, in the, in the Gulf Wars. Okay, there you go. Okay, uh, anything else before we get into this movie, Rambo Three? No. Okay, here we go. My first note talks about how much I love the old TriStar opening, and I still yeah. love the old With TriStar the logo. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a Pegasus, not a, Pegasus a unicorn. Here. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool. I I don't know if it still exists. I don't know if TriStar still exists, but um, I don't think so. Whenever I get to see the TriStar opening, uh, if if you're not familiar with it, uh, pull it up on YouTube and check it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know it is. It's part of Sony, so they do have it every once in a while. Okay, I don't know if they still have that logo because it's like it's really great. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) this is before I get further into it. I just want to put this out there on. Uh, as I think of this idea, because that horse always makes me think of the horse in the never-ending story. Uh, yeah. We should do a month that's traumatizing 80s children's movie month, where we watch all the, the horrible stuff that passes. I got a story about the never-ending story. So. Yeah, well, that's one, That's definitely one we're doing. So that uh, one... Uh, what's another one? Oh, uh, I guess it's not really a children's movie. I was going to say The Lost Boys, but... Uh, well, even, I mean, we could do, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We already got two. We already got two figured out. We'll figure the rest of it out later. Maybe we'll do it for Uh, Halloween. For, for, uh, for uh, October. Yeah. If we do animated movies, can we throw in the land before time? Because that shit is sad. (laughs) Or the secret, the secret of Nim. How about that? Secret of Nim. Yeah. The secret of Nim. That's a deep cut. That's a bummer too. Anyways. We'll moving circle on, back. Moving on. We'll circle back to this. Moving on. We'll okay. talk about we can talk about Fern Gully or the whole thing. Let's go. <laughs> so this movie uh starts off uh with the the military, uh the 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 colonel uh and Kurtwood Smith, and they're looking for Rambo in Thailand. Uh and they find him and he's doing like these uh under underground like stick fights, um, which is uh parried parodied, parried. Parodied? 
Yes, in uh, a movie we covered on this podcast, Hot Shots Part Two. That was something that was crazy because I hadn't seen the opening of this movie, and looking yeah. back at it now, Hot Shots Part Two is really close to exactly what's happening in this movie. Like the entire first part of Hot Shots Part Two almost exactly mirrors the first part of this movie. Yeah, it's really funny when that happens, when you see the parody of a movie before you see the movie that it parodies, yeah. and then you, you watch them in reverse order. That's happens every once in a while to me, and it's like, it's always weird. Um, so anyway, so, he, so he's uh, he wins this uh, stick fight against this dude because the guy yields, uh, and he's currently, Rambo is living with uh, monks mm-hmm. who are like rebuilding their temple, and I guess he's doing the street the stick fights to earn money for the monks, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. That's what he's doing. He's he's helping him out any way he can by building and by, you know, because they're they're monks, they're nonviolent, and so the easy way to make money is to enter these fights, and uh, and, and so he gives the money to the to the monks, which, consequently, that monastery uh, is a real monastery in Tibet that was undergoing construction at the time, and most of the monks there were the monks from the monastery, and then they oh. had other extras as well, and um. The monks agreed because the, the the production they paid them so well that it helped them actually finish building that that monastery. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, they want Rambo to go into Afghanistan, 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 Afghanistan there it is. to uh, to fight the Soviets. Uh, I guess they're talking about how there's just one particular like Soviet general who's like really ruthless and they. They can't get any intel on them. And, yeah, and stuff they. Like that. So the the Soviets basically made like independent operating cells within Afghanistan, as far as like their bases go, and they've been able to get into intel and make headway on all of the other Soviet fronts, except for this one base by this one particular general, and so they wanted to send in. Um, Someone who could go in and, and sort of, you know, maybe take this guy out, stir the pot a bit, tip these scales just enough so that the rebels can take over that base as well, and then hopefully drive the Russians out. Right. So uh, it turns out that uh, the Troutman's going in himself, and he wants Rambo to go with him, but Rambo's like, no, I don't want to go. Uh, they talk a little bit more. Uh, Colonel talks to him by himself, but Rambo's still like, no, I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I'm done with that. Peace out. Yep. So Troutman goes in and seemingly immediately is captured by the Russians. Oh, like within five minutes and not even like captured. <laughs> like they pin him down with two big ass helicopters. Yeah. Like this movie like makes it seem like uh, helicopters are the greatest invention to the military ever. And if someone has a helicopter, you're basically fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The helicopter is the real villain in this movie. <laughs> So uh, after after Rambo finds this out, he he asks if he can go in after Tr- Troutman and Kurtwood Smith's like, well, we can't officially send you in at this point, but like if you want to go in yourself, like we can get you into some back channels, you know, so you can figure it out. So he goes over there. He meets with some dude in Pakistan. Looks over supplies. He's packing like a lot of explosives. Um, uh, cut to Troutman. He's like in the in the in the jail at this Russian compound, and uh, he's talking with that Soviet commander mm-hmm. whose name escapes me. And he basically uh, Zayson. And this is when details are going to elude me because I know that I can't remember what he wants Troutman to do, but he kind of wants him to play ball with him to kind of like 
go along with them for something, but like Troutman won't do it. But I can't remember what he wants him to do. Right. He wants Troutman to just say that he um He wants to know where like missiles are, I think, or something. Like Yeah, the stinger missiles. He wants to know how the US are supplying the the the, the rebels with stinger missiles and all that stuff and, and to get a hold of them. Um it, because the the colonel is just like he's tired of being there. He just yeah. wants to leave. So if he yeah. can, you know, if he can just get the colonel to play ball and just open up a little bit about this stuff, he's willing to like get promoted and just leave. Right. Right, right, right. That's his main thing is he yeah. wants to get out of he there. He just wants to get promoted and get out of there so he can go home to his to his family. Um so the guy who's featured prominently in this movie and I hell if I remember his name. Um, he takes Rambo into Afghanistan. They travel through like all these like caves um, uh, back to Troutman. He's getting tortured more about the missiles and they're asking him about Rambo. Cause I think like they saw him in Pakistan or something like that. They know about how Rambo's in the country. Right. Um, uh, then oh, my note, talks- uh, Masood, that's the guy you're thinking of. Okay. Then I'm talking about Masood. Uh, it traveling, I said that he's the king of exposition. Yes. He basically, it's just like explaining everything. <laughs> yeah, like I, I swear, like, Sylvester Saloma sitting down to write this movie, he's like, well, I'm not going to say all this dialogue. <laughs> you say so, it. So uh, it, the guide takes him to, like, a, a camp of the rebels, uh, uh, and there's a, there's actually, like, a former Soviet there, uh, Yuri. Yep. Uh, and he's the one that tells uh, Rambo all about, like, the Soviet fort and, like, all the stuff going on with it. And at first, like, the Afghanis, like, don't really want to help Rambo, but uh, then I guess they agree to help him a little bit. I can't remember what sways him. He, uh, he's sitting down with them, and basically he earns their respect, essentially. Okay. Um, And then Rambo talks to a child soldier, and I said, man, this kid has a lot of questions. I don't remember what they are. Uh, Then... I wish I could remember this more, and I'm hoping you do. Then I'll just I'll just read the note that I have written, okay? And hopefully you can clue me in. It says, "What is this quote sport they're playing? Throwing sheep around?" Question mark. Yeah, that's a real sport. Okay, so what it is? Uh, they they're all on horses, and they have a sheep carcass, and they have to basically one person has to pick up the carcass on the horse and carry it from one end of the field to the other without it getting taken. So it's like a, like a, I don't know, like sadistic rugby. Uh, it's like, it's like rugby on horseback while carrying a, a dead sheep. Okay. It would seem, it was really weird. Yeah. But I, I guess it's a real, it's a real thing that they really play over there uh, in, in that kind of area of the world, not just in, in Afghanistan, yeah. but all over the, the, that kind of area of the world there, whether it's in, in, you know, upper Africa or throughout the, the middle East. Gotcha. Uh, so then the, uh, helicopters show up and attack the village. Um, they kill a lot of people. Um, Yuri gets killed. See, yeah, they Yuri. get tipped off to where they're at. And I can't remember how they do. Yeah. I don't, I don't Somebody, remember. S- s- yeah. They got tipped off that Rambo was there at that particular, at that particular compound. And so they send in the helicopters. Uh, I also have a note that Rambo takes out one of the helicopters. I don't remember how he does it. Uh, he's on that machine. He's on that uh, that big um, fifty caliber gun. Oh right, 
It's, is that the um is that the same gun that's on like the Jeep in Rainbow yes. Four? Remember that? He sneaks yes. up on the Jeep and he fires that big gun right to, like directly into someone's head. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got <laughs> oh, that man. giant heavy machine gun and yeah. Man, watch watch the fourth Rainbow if you haven't seen it. Uh okay. So he's still gonna go to the fort. Uh they there's the they take him there, he crawls across the minefield. Uh that dumb kid uh followed him to the fort. Uh so he's there. Um uh, Rambo and his buddy, the guy who Moose 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 plant a bunch of explosives. Uh, yeah, Rambo, and that was like <laughs> that was kind of weird. Like they're just sort of randomly placing them places. Like there, there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to where they're putting them, and yeah. they're all on timers, right? Yeah. So how do they know? You know to set them to the right time so that they're coordinated to all go off. I feel like you'd set one, it'd be set for like 15 minutes. And then by the time you're done five minutes later, you set the other one at 15 minutes. <laughs> you're going to have a five minute gap between these mis- between these bombs going off. It wasn't the best plan. Not, no, Cause then not they, great. Cause then they get discovered. Rambo starts killing a bunch of people. Then like all the explosives start going off. The, Dumb kid gets shot, and they end up like escaping into the sewers. So it's like they don't even get close to rescuing Troutman. It's like, oh, okay. no, they, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's not even close. And then uh, Rambo starts blowing stuff up with a rocket launcher, which of course it's an '80s action movie. It has to have a rocket launcher. Yep, the only movie that's uh, filthier with rocket launchers uh, than this one is uh, Invasion USA. <laughs> Or people are decorating the Christmas trees outside. Uh, anyways, and What's then again, this is a... They deserve to be blown up. Uh, this is a quote from Troutman, and I can't remember what prompts it, but I know he's talking about Rambo, and he says, no, God would have mercy. He won't. But I don't remember what he says it in response to. So blame that. Blame that. <laughs> oh, I think the... the, the uh the uh the colonel or not the colonel uh, yeah colonel uh, alexi zason he's like does he think he's some kind of god oh yeah and he's like oh god would have mercy he won't okay so uh rambo tells his buddy to uh, take the kid and leave uh but rambo stays uh there's that uh gross scene where he pulls that shrapnel out of his side oh. and cauterizes the wound like yeah oh gosh um he uh the ramp the soviets are all out now looking for rambo because they know he escaped uh he climbs a like a side a cliff like a mountain uh and, and rescues troutman and frees all the other uh prisoners um and they steal the helicopter <laughs> yeah they get they finally get in one and uh well so so he breaks into this base right and um i don't feel like the base is all that heavily guarded yeah Right. There's just... Well, no, no, because I think it's implied that they're all out away from oh, that's the right, base they're looking, all out for looking for him. And that's when he yeah. decides to go back in. So, yeah, so he goes in and breaks everybody out of the prison. Uh, and then there's that scene where he's standing in the hallway and there's guys just like coming in and he's just picking them off. And there's like a stack of bodies like, <laughs> as he shoot these guys. Now, this. OK, this is where I feel like I'm really not remembering the end of this movie, but I'll, I'll talk to my notes and you can help me out. Okay. All right. I don't know so, if I'm going to be able to help you either, but let's, let's do it. So they, 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 they freeze Troutman and the other prisoners. They take a helicopter. Yeah. Helicopter ends up crash landing, right? Yeah. Cause it gets uh, shot as it's leaving and, it, and it's not doing well. 
So, so Rambo and Troutman, they're heading for the border, right? Uh, they're trying to get across. They're still being yeah. uh, attacked by the helicopter. And I have a note that says, of course, Rambo has a bow because he always has a bow and arrow. He always has a bow and arrow. And he uses the bow and arrow to blow up the other He's helicopter. He's got a bow and arrow right? with grenade tips. <laughs> grenade yeah. tips. <laughs> That's like its classic weapon. It's insane. Um, so uh, Rambo and Troutman, they kill a bunch of Russians. Um, I, I don't know exactly what he has says this, but I do have in quotes that Rambo says, your worst nightmare. You must say it when someone asks who he is. Um, yeah. Um, he he's, got the, bit- he's got the radio. <laughs> These notes, independent of remembering the movie, are not helpful. These are my notes. Rambo fights big Russian dude. How slash why did Troutman get so far away? See a big Russian dude. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that is so, so. So the Colonel's like right hand man is this guy named Kurov. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kurov and the Svetsnaz commandos go after Rambo and Troutman to try and b- bring him back in after they you know blow up the helicopters and stuff. Um, but uh, uh, Rambo basically kills the guy with his bare hands. Okay. Um, so, uh, a bunch of because because remember he's in the cave. Yeah, and he's like picking them off one by one. Oh, that's right. They go into the cave. I forgot. They go into the cave, part. and he's like in the shadows of the cave, picking them off one by one with the bow right. and arrow, okay. and right, then right. finally like injures that injures Korov, and then kills him with his bare hands. Right. Okay. So just as they're about to uh, cross the border, a bunch of Russians show up. Um, I wish I remember these quotes better because I do have a quote that just says "fuck them" with an exclamation point. Yeah, well, it's him and it's him and Troutman. They're in that jeep, yeah. and they're just okay. sitting there. And the entire like Russian military that's there in the area is blocking their path. It's kind of like that scene. Remember in Sahara? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like that scene in Sahara. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so then he's like, "All right," and he just drives head on at him. Okay, and then uh, then my note says that the Taliban shows up to save them. Yeah, they come, they flank them from out of nowhere. Um, uh, they kill a lot more Russians. Lots of Russians. Um, uh, Rambo drives a tank. How does he know how to drive a tank? It's Rambo. Of course, he knows how to drive a tank. And then my last note that I and I don't really remember if he's in a helicopter or not. The last note I have says, "See a main Russian bad guy." Yeah, he's in a helicopter. And um, hold on, I have it written down here. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's so good until the end of this. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so they're both just shooting machine guns at each other. Uh, the tank fires its main gun, and then the helicopter shoots like everything it has off. Um, and then, oh, that's right. And then. He crashes the tank into the helicopter. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He charges okay. the tank at the helicopter. They crash, um, and then you know he's in the he's in the tank, so the tank survives. Helicopter's not going to survive that. And then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that guy dies. And then a big title thing that comes up that says "Dedicated to the brave Afghani people" or something. Yeah, something like that. And, and it, that's it, the... There's an alternate ending where Rambo doesn't go home, and he oh. stays with the rebels. Instead, what we know is that he goes to he goes to like Burma or somewhere and starts driving a boat. Yep, turns out that's what he decides to do: go to Burma, drive a boat, stay away from people, and then not help missionaries until he absolutely has to. 
Um, did you read that they said that the horse that appeared in that movie is the same horse that uh, Indiana Jones rode in uh, Last Crusade? I did, yeah. Which Last Crusade came out in 1989, 1989. Yeah, so a year, year, the year after this one. God, why don't we cover an Indiana Jones movie? That's a great question. I don't know. Um, we, it would get brought up all the time, like several years see- ago. Did you see the new trailer for the uh, fifth movie came out today? I did, yeah. It looks pretty good. It does look pretty decent. Like I don't, um, I don't so far have any kind of weird – I don't get any kind of weird vibes that I did with uh, Crystal Skull. Well, I, I feel like – and we're, we're getting a little off course here, but I will say that I feel like that they're probably like, we need to course correct, and this is going to be the last Indiana Jones movie. We need to make a good one, so. Yeah. I mean, they can, and, uh, I would assume they probably always set out to make a good one, but well, that's true too. But uh, also, speaking of trailers, the Ahsoka trailer was friggin' sweet. But I didn't uh, I don't. watch it, and I I will at some point, but I have not watched it yet. Well, you gotta watch it, anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the same horse. That horse is pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Crusade might be my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I know that's controversial. A lot of people go Raiders, but I go Last Crusade. No, I think Last Crusade's my favorite also. Um, oh, I mean, it's got uh, its problems, but it's still really good. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery's great. Um, I'm trying to just see if there's anything else that I wanted to mention. Uh, we talked about how there's no women in this movie, the horse thing. Um, I did read that they said that Sylvester Stallone almost got decapitated by a helicopter blade while yeah. we were filming. And he said that after he laughed off the near miss by saying, hey, at least it would have saved me a fortune on haircuts. So. That's, your Stallone's not terrible. It's getting better after how many Stallone movies have come to Three Rambos, Demolition Man, uh, Cliffhanger, uh, Cliffhanger, Escape Plan, Tango and Cash, Tango and Cash. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't there for it, but Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Um, We didn't cover any of the Rockies. Uh, Oh, yeah, we did. You said Escape Plan already. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cobra. Oh, uh, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. <laughs> wow, we've does. done a lot. We've done a lot of stuff. I think. Movies. I think. I think we've only done. I think Schwarzenegger movies are the only ones we've done more of. I don't know. Maybe we might have done more Van Damme movies. Oh, maybe that's. We've done a lot. We, we did a lot, a lot of, Van, of movie. Van Damme movies. We. I. I remember we had. Uh, we had the list at one point of like how many of each movie we did, but I didn't keep up with it, so I don't have the current. We got rankings. we got to um, we got at some point we got to end because I I feel like I've never seen any of them, but we need and we talked about this before, but we need to dip into some of the earlier Seagal movies. Like I've never seen like Above the Law or Marked for Death or like yeah. any of those movies. No, we do because they're they're pretty good. They're not look they're not great. But they're not bad either. Like I get why he had a cult following at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I get why I get why a movie like um, like Under Siege gets made and is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, was <laughs> dumb question? Do you have any role reversals for Rainbow Three? You know, surprisingly, no. I don't have any. <laughs> there were. There weren't any other people considered to play the part of Rambo in this movie. No, surprisingly not. No, I couldn't. Fi- at least I couldn't find it. There might have been. I don't know. I feel like uh, you know it, the cast was pretty locked in for this one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't really have anything else, and I know what you're thinking is like, man, this episode's a little short. But we watched this movie so long ago. I think we've done a pretty fucking good job. Yeah. Well, and that, and to be honest, 
Not there's a lot not happened. A lot, there's not a lot this movie. There really isn't. Like, really. I feel like I feel like we covered the plot in pretty good detail, and it just like a lot doesn't happen. Yeah, this is one of those weird movies where, not even weird. I'll say it's very, very cliche action movie where it's a lot of bark and no bite. You know, it's a lot of action, a lot of mach- a lot of fights, a lot of guns. But really, plot-wise, there's not a lot to it. Yeah, there's not going on. There's probably, like, less than 10 characters with speaking parts. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it is just designed, you know, like, for Sylvester Stallone to blow stuff up and kill people. and That's really it. Which is that, but it's not, you know, we're not breaking down the Matrix or something complicated. No. Why not go with the Matrix? I guess it is a complicated movie, though. The Matrix? Yeah, the Matrix is pretty complicated. So, um... All right, well, should we just rate it? I mean, I guess. We're really going to stretch for some time here. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's rate it. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't even get the button to work right. Never mind. All right, well, I didn't even fade What's out. That? I just stopped the music. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought you couldn't get it to play at all. I was like, just imagine there's machine gun sounds. No, it was playing. I couldn't get the uh, – it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's not working. It's you guys, working you now. You guys know it's fine. You know what? You know what? Just because we've got the time, I'll do it again. Here we go. Okay. There we go. Perfect. I, I like how you're like Perfect. as if we're beholden to a certain time. It doesn't matter. We can make the episodes as long or as short as we want. Yeah. It's our fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, why don't you go first? <sighs> Yeah, why don't I? <laughs> you don't um, have to. No, I can go, no, I'll go first. Want. I'll go first. Um, this movie was not boring. Um, you know, I I, I watched it all in eh, two sittings. I didn't watch it in one sitting, but I did. I did watch it in two sittings. Uh, and I, I wasn't really bored by it at all. I, there were a couple parts that were a little slow, like when he's at the uh, rebel camp. And he's just like chatting with everybody, you know. Yeah. That was kind of inconsequential to the story, and it was. I felt like it was just filler. Um, and in the beginning in the monastery scene, I think that kind of dragged on a little bit. Um, well, I, I feel like that that's very much like, and not to interrupt your review, but very much like the second movie where he's like working construction, and they go and find him, and he doesn't really want to go back at first, and they have right. to convince him and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's the other part, is this movie is very similar to Rocky II, you know, as far as, like, the overall arc. Um, and it's very similar to Rocky IV, or uh, uh, Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> very similar to Rambo IV. I mean, to be fair, though, all the Rocky movies are somewhat similar, so. They're a little bit. Uh, but good. You know, I watched the fourth one uh, a couple days ago. It was uh, really good. Uh, you know what? You know what? This and we're now we're really trying to switch. But you know what is like an underrated uh, Rocky movie? The sixth one, Rocky Balboa. I've never I seen that it. movie. You've never seen Rocky Balboa. I've never seen Rocky Balboa. Do you have Paramount Plus? It's I on do. there. Watch it. I will. watch it. It's it's really good, actually. All right, I'll watch it. Uh, not right now, though. I'm you know I'm a little yeah. busy doing a podcast. Go ahead, finish your review. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, this movie is fine. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, there's not a lot to it as far as plot wise goes. Uh, it's got some pretty good action in it. It's, I did find the injection of 
humor, like Sylvester Stallone, like 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 they tried to make Rambo have a sense of humor in it in parts, and it didn't make sense. Like it really didn't fit. Um, because he kind of cracks jokes a little bit, and he and he's, I don't know, he's more human, and I don't think he need, I don't think he should be. And I think it kind of goes against this character. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that part kind of bugged me, but it didn't last very long and it didn't happen very often. So it, you know, it didn't really kill that part of the, kill the movie for me. Just maybe those scenes. Um, it's fine. You know, I'll go right down the middle, two and a half machine guns. Okay. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, if you're going to watch the, the Rambo movies, you know, don't skip this one. Um, it's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you too much. Uh, it, it's definitely, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a terrible watch. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't obviously particularly original. Like, uh, the, the, the plot was kind of, you know, like, like I said, I kind of thought it was in some ways very similar to the second movie as far as the structure and what was going on with it. Action sequences are good. You know, you, you kind of get what you're expecting out of it but it doesn't necessarily go above and beyond. So um, I, I think I'll go right with you and give it uh, two and a half just because I do, I do think it's fun. It's entertaining. And I don't necessarily think you need to get more out of it. I just think like in general, like the Rambo franchise is kind of like a really kind of interesting, if you think about it, because like the first movie and it's been so long since I've seen first blood, but it's like, he's more of like uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but more of like a grounded character, right? Like he's returning yeah. from war and like, it, it's almost like, it, it, you know, like he's a grounded character. Yeah. He's like, it, you know, he's a killing machine and all this stuff, but it's not like, but then you get into like the second and third ones and he's like this larger than life, like shirts off, huge muscles, blowing stuff up. And then like you get back to the fourth one and he's more like a grounded kind of like down to earth character. So it's kind of like an interesting like way that the movie goes, if you think about it, yeah. the, the the series. Yeah. Well, the first movie is <clears throat> um, more a commentary on like post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. And, and that's what, and that's what I'm saying is that it's like the first one is like more of a serious dealing with more serious topics and like, yeah. and it's like, and then it kind of turns into this, like, not that the fourth one's not, but the fourth one is. But like the second and the third one are like these over the top crazy action movies. Right. You know? The second and third one are, are straight up action movies. Like there's no cut. There's no. There's no substance to them. The first movie has a lot of substance to it. Right. Second and third then, do not. The fourth one has some. The fourth one kind of does. It's kind of a mix like, the two. Because it's kind of like he at that point he's just like you know it's like he's almost called back into like helping. He doesn't want to, and he's like, I. Uh, anyways. But, like, I just think it's kind of an interesting, and then the fifth one is the fifth one, but I just think it's kind of an interesting arc of, like, the character and the way that these movies are, that it's, like, the first one is, like, in some ways so, but it, it, in some ways, if you think about it, if you think about, like, the first Rocky compared to, like, the fourth Rocky, like, that's almost the same thing, too, like, that, you know, like, in some ways, the first Rocky is a pretty grounded movie, but then yeah. you get to, like, the fourth one, and it's, like... Well, what's going on? Or even the third one in the so I mean it's 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 yeah. kind of like the same thing if you think about it. So it's just it's just interesting to think about the crazy like arc of the character and how it's like in all these wildly almost wildly different movies, you know? That is something interesting to think about too, because the like if you if you parallel the Rocky movies and the Rambo movies, they are 
kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like the, the first Rambo is, you know, a much more serious film. The first Rocky is an underdog story, but it's, it's grounded, right? The mm-hmm. second of the, of the series, the second Rambo is a straight up action movie. Um, the second Rocky movie is, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's more similar to the first one in, in far of it's it's so far in, in tone, but it's definitely a much more like rah rah sports action movie. The third one of both of these is straight up, you know, Rocky's fighting Clubber uh, uh, Lang in a ridiculous like over the top sports movie. The Rambo three is an over the top action movie. The fourth one, same kind of thing. Um, it's it's interesting how the two series sort of parallel. Well, it's 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 interesting because um, the uh, fourth Rambo, the one that's just called Rambo, yeah. and the uh, sixth Rocky, the one that's um, Rocky Balboa, they're very kind of like have a similar a, a very similar vibe to them. I'm trying to see the difference of when they came out. Um, Rambo comes. They both wow. Uh, so Rocky Balboa comes out in. 2006 and then the fourth rambo comes out in 2008 so it's almost like yeah they made rocky and, and if you've seen them both they have a very similar vibe it's like he was going back to these characters after a huge break in time and kind of grounding them almost in a, in a way and like so but but yeah it's kind of wild the, the sim, sim similarities between the series but also just like those movies in particular the six and the fourth ones are, are you know like it's almost like the Rocky Balboa did good, and he's like, "All right, I can do that for Rambo too." Yeah, that's what it seems like. I I, I remember thinking that at the time too. But I mean, I like both those movies, so I, I gotta mean, see Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you really should watch it. I it, 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 it's I just I I honestly just rewatched it within a month or something, and it, it it's really good. Like, I mean, it's it's and it's like a super short movie. It's like an hour and forty five minutes or something. So check it out. I don't know if we'll ever cover it on the podcast because it's not really an action movie. It's yeah. just a sports movie. So Probably not. if we ever do sports movie month, maybe, but there's so many movies you'd have to cram into that month. So if we do sports movie month, I've already committed to it. So yeah, we're going to do mighty ducks too. Yeah, that's no, for sure. I know. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else that you really want to say about this movie? I mean, no, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good too. Yeah. Uh, I do want to make some I, plugs, though. Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, I would just like to say that I would like to plug, as always, Tubi. Um, this movie is not available on Tubi, but Tubi is great. Um, and it has a lot of content, and it's free. And uh, if you're on the Discord, I posted a really funny Onion article about Tubi the other day. They really <laughs> made me laugh, and it kind of does... Uh, I don't know if you saw it at all, LTJ, but it, but it was like basically like uh, whatever the guy that runs the, the the creator or owner of Tubi like goes to the second Goodwill store to pick up DVDs to add to Tubi, and it's just like <laughs> he's just like secondhand lions, sure, and then he's like this movie I didn't even know they made a third one. He's like I think this case just has someone's high school graduation in it. He's like fuck it, <laughs> so it's basically just like. Uh, amounting to the fact that Tubi just has so much crazy stuff on there, like classic movies and the movies you never even heard of. So yeah. um, check out, if you're on the Discord, check out that article or that Onion article because it made me laugh 
tremendously. Uh, but anyways, now you would like to do some real plugs as opposed yeah, well, to my... spe- Speaking of Discord, we'll, we'll, we'll ease right into it. Speaking of Discord, you should join us on Discord so you can talk about Tubi and how much you love it. Uh, and then talk about, you know, you know what I'm curious about? I'm curious. We have a, we have a lot of military listeners. Uh, what do they think about the helicopters in this? Like, are those helicopters really scary? I mean, obviously those aren't the real hind helicopters. Those are mock-ups. But, like, is a real hind helicopter that dangerous? Um, is it the ultimate weapon for, uh, you know, desert warfare? Um, let us know. I'm curious. Curious. So, so go to... Go to Discord, join our Discord, chat with us, let us know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then join us on uh, social media. We're primarily on Instagram, but we're, you know, sort of on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, this episode is a little short, so I'm just going to – it's like barely a paragraph, so I'm just going to read this whole article to you because it cracks me up. Okay. The, t- the title is, To Be CEO Combs Through Goodwill – uh, used DVDs looking for movies to upload. Then <laughs> it says San Francisco. Conducting his monthly sweep for new content, 2B CEO Farhad Musadi was repeatedly was reportedly combing through a shelf of used DVDs at Goodwill Thursday, looking for movies to upload to the streaming service. American Hustle? Fine. Secondhand Lions? Fine. The Passion of the Christ? Fine, said Musadi, who popped open the cases only <laughs> Cases one by one to make sure the discs were still inside before fleeing them into a shopping basket. Love and basketball three, sure. The little panther, the little panda fighter, why not? I don't know what the fuck Miss Columbo is, but it will have to do. I'm sure whoever's using Tubi will love it. This is just someone's high school graduation ceremony. Ah, yeah, fuck it. At least it's not scratched. At press time, sources confirmed Musadi had stuffed the DVDs into his jacket and run out of the store. Yeah. That is, that is pretty good. It just cracks me up because it just kind of it does like that's exactly what Tubi feels like to me. Like, oh, I this is like a really famous movie I know of, and then it's like, oh, I didn't know that like the Scorpion King Five was on here. So, <laughs> like, whatever they can get their hands on. So, anyways, thank you for that. That was good. I appreciate that. It really filled up that time. We're you know we're yeah. at, we're at about fifty three minutes right now, so we're pretty good. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think we're fine. You you good? Yeah. I, I'm good to end. I'm good. Uh, we're <laughs> we're putting this out there for people to listen to. We're not beholden to a time limit, so I feel it's good. You know, I, but but listen, I feel like we got to give the people their money's worth. All so zero dollars that they spend on this podcast, <laughs> I really feel like they deserve to have a solid fifty-five minutes. That's true. I mean, listen, we love all the people that that listen, and you know. It would it would have been easy when we took that break to never come back, but you know what? We have not gotten to how many episodes have we got to get to at least beat the uh, Legend of Retro. Uh, was it two sixty three? I think we got. I thought it was two sixty nine. I thought we had to do two hundred seventy nine. That's right. Two hundred. We had to do. We had to do at least two hundred seventy episodes. Oh, I do want to plug in one other thing because I was listening to it today. Okay. Because uh, I was talking with someone at work about it. Uh, you and I were on an episode of the uh, uh, Legend of Retro where we talked about the point-and-click LucasArts game, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. We were. Um, just go back and listen to it, because uh, I was listening today, actually, while I was working, because the game came up, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I did a did a podcast about that. So. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, because listening to it, I remember it's the one that, like, <laughs> we were going to do right before the pandemic happened, yep. and they got delayed, like, a year, and we ended up doing it. And I talked about how I watched a nine-hour playthrough yes. of the Fate of Atlantis. 
Woof. Okay. Anyways, all right. That's all I got for plugs. All right. Well, we're good. Okay. We're you know what? Fifty five minutes. Congratulations. We did it. We did it. You got your money's worth, fans. I'm the king of stretching. Good work. That sounds weird. <laughs> wow. We're gonna end it on that. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.